everybody thank you for tuning in to the ladies promoting transparent advocacy podcast i am your podcast host shape pate well as i said i got my music from my Podbeam hosting company and this tune is called wonderful so i thought it would be a good tune to start off my wonderful women wednesday So, sit back as we celebrate a wonderful woman. Sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. As I mentioned on Monday's show, this week I want to show the world how strong, talented, resilient African-Americans are and how we will continuously blend in to society all over the world. So we really want to try to get this hatred pulled in some because it's so ridiculous and it's so scary and it's so unnecessary because no one's going anywhere. So as I mentioned on Monday, I want all this week's episodes to show non-African-American people how we can do well in all the categories given and be a positive influence. And with that being said on this wonderful Women Wednesday, I want to talk about a young lady. She's the first African-American solo artist to be nominated for a Grammy in the country category. And she's also going to co-host the 56th, well, it's already happened, but she co-hosts, which is historic, the 56th Annual uh, Country Music Awards. And she is really the hottest thing out there in the country industry because of her being African-American. Of course, there's a lot of people who don't want her in the industry, but she's doing very well. And I want you guys to listen to this amazing song that she sang, which is, I I saw her at the Grammys and I saw how beautiful she was and how eloquent she sounded just like a country person. I kept saying, wow, she sounds like a country singer, which she is, but she was this beautiful queen, this black queen standing in this beautiful ball gown. And I was like, wow. And I never even thought about it. I just heard her singing. And then when I realized who it was, I was like, okay, so we're going to celebrate this young lady. And her name is Mickey Guyton. And before we do anything, I always like to go to people. They got their own page and they have a bio about themselves. I like to go there because it's obviously what they want you to know. So she does have a page. And I went on her about Mickey uh, Guyton bio page. And you can catch that at mickeyguyton.com slash about. And it says that Mickey Guyton was born in Arlington, Texas, and moved around the Lone Star State as a child due to her father's job, but found music to be a constant in her nomadic life. She began singing in church and was drawn to a variety of artists with big voices, including Dolly Parton, CeCe Winans, Whitney Houston, and Leanne Rhymes. I like all of them. 
After signing to Capitol Records Nashville, Mickey's first appearance was an all-star concert at the White House captured by PBS. In 2015, she released her self-titled EP featuring her debut single, Better Than You Left Me. Now, see, this says 2015, and this is 2021. So this is six years ago, and I never heard of her. Just, just saw her on the Grammys, and then saw her on the talk, and then said, wow, let me just go check her out. So she's one of the bridges I'm trying to show and demonstrate how we have class, talent, and everything, and we're still be we're being able to adapt to being a part of your lives and just asking you to be a part of ours and try to pull this hatred in. I just, those are my two cents. I just wanted to say that, but let me finish. Um, so she's been around for a minute. So, you know, she, like I said, in 2015, she released her self-titled EP featuring her debut single, Better Than You Left Me, which she co-wrote with Jennifer Hansen, Jen Schott, and Nathan Chapman. The single made country ear check history as the single highest one week ad total for a debut first single. In 2016, she was nominated for her first Academy of Country Music Award for a new female vocalist. And then, of course, as I mentioned, this year's um, Academy of Country Music Award, she will um, be singing along legendary people, Chrissy Metz, Carrie Underwood. Excuse me, I'm changing pages and others. And, you know, she has already been on television on the mornings, uh, CBS This Morning, Gail King twice. She uh, met with her and performed on ABC's Good Morning America and NBC's The Today Show. Wow. So she was spotlighted. In People Magazine, America's Voice feature, Billboard Magazine as one of country's music's female game changers, and Entertainment Weekly as one of the new queens of country music. Now, I'm going to tell you something about country music. If I don't know nothing else, I'm, there's a lot of country music uh, artists I actually like, and I mean, actually like and would listen to and maybe even go see. But one of the things that is really interesting about that article that I read on her bio is they already calling her one of the new queens. That's big. So without um, even going any further, I want to play this a beautiful song. I heard her sing on the Grammys. And she also talks about why she had to do the song. So I'm going to play that back to back. Check it out. <laughs> Work day and night for 
an old house in a used car <laughs> Just to live that good life mm. It shouldn't be twice as hard oh, Now, now I'm all grown up and nothing has changed It's a hard life on easy street just what painted picket fence as far as you can see if you think we live in the land of the free you should try to be oh black like me oh i know i'm not the only one Picket fences, far as you can see. And if you think we live in a land of the free, you should try to be oh, like me. Oh, it's so. Before we listen to Mickey explain why she had to write the song Black Like Me, I wanted to read the lyrics to the song because I thought it was very important. So this is exactly what the song says. And then after I read the lyrics, I want you to hear in Mickey's own words why she wrote the song. And the song set starts out saying, Little kid in a small town, I did my best just to fit in. Broke my heart on the playground when they said I was different. Oh, now, now I'm all grown up and nothing has changed. Yeah, it's still the same. It's a hard life on easy street, just white painted picket fences far as you can see. If you think we live in the land of the free, you should try to be black like me. My daddy worked day and night for an old house and a used car just to live that good life. It shouldn't be twice as hard. Oh, now, now I'm all grown up and nothing has changed. Yeah, it's still the same. It's a hard life on easy street. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. It's, it's a hard life on easy street, just white painted picket fence as far as you can see. If you think we live in the land of the free, you should try to be, oh, black like me. Wow. Oh, I know I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah. Who feels like I? I don't belong. It's a hard life on easy street, just white painted picket fences far as you can see and if you think we live in the land of the free then you should try to be oh black like me oh and someday we'll all be free and i'm proud to be oh black like me proud to be black 
like me, black like me. Now, those are the lyrics to the song you just heard. And I thought it was important to read the lyrics and read them slowly so that all of you listening really understand what she's saying. And it's really sad because in this day and age, as she said, as a young girl trying to fit in, it's still the same. Actually, it's worse probably than when she was a young girl because the hatred right now and the divisiveness right now has, in my lifetime, has never been um, this blatant. And you're getting people and politicians, especially, who are making people think things that aren't true and facts aren't relevant. And we need to stop this. We need to come together because, as I said, we're not going anywhere and just agree to disagree. But I thought it was important that uh, we talk about this amazing woman. And as I said, all this week, I want the non-African-American communities to understand us more. You know, it's said that it took the death of George Floyd. I'm just going to mention that slightly. And the pandemic at the same time, which was a blessing in disguise to force people to see things that they either ignored, didn't see, or didn't know. So let's try to bring people together and stop some of this just craziness that's happening just because of the color of people's skin. So listen to Mickey as she explains in her own words why she had to write this song. Throughout my life in country music, I've been really, I had really tried to do everything I could to fit into the genre. And it wasn't working for me. And I asked my husband one day, I said, why do you think country music isn't working for me? And he said, because you're running away from everything that makes you different. So I had to write my perspective, what my version of country music is. I'm a black woman singing country music. I studied black history in college and I read a book called Black Like Me that always stuck with me. And Black Like Me was written by a guy named John Howard Griffin, a white man who darkened his skin through radiation to see what it was like to be a black man in America in the 1960s. I just threw out the title in a writing session. I was like, guys, I, I want to write a song called Black Like Me. Would you guys go there with me? I actually didn't even think the song was going to get the time of day. And after I wrote it, I remember um, one of the writers, Nathan Chapman, said, I think we just wrote one of the biggest songs of your career and it might make people really really angry and I was just like okay <laughs> so you know it took a long time for it to be released and then the pandemic happened and then Ahmaud Arbery was shot in broad daylight and then Breonna Taylor was murdered in her home and the cops still haven't been arrested for that and then George Floyd was murdered right before our eyes for all of us to see and I had this song sitting there and I just kind of just put it on my social media. I didn't ask the label. There was no plan. I just put it out there just so maybe people that were hurting would hear it and feel some, some kind of comfort. I wake up and my phone is going off and blowing up and I pick up the phone. It's my manager. And he was like, hey, they want to release Black Like Me on Blackout Tuesday. Is it ready? I was like, yeah, it's mixed. It's mastered. It's yours. Take it. Like, put it out there. And it turns out that Spotify had caught one of the song and they wanted to release it on Blackout Tuesday and it just was kind of a God moment.
Now, how cool is that? The cool thing about, you know, I try to always catch stuff in people's own voices so you can understand what they're talking about. Now, listen to what they told her. This is going to probably be the biggest song of your career and people are going to be angry. And that's why I wanted to start motivating people early with this young lady and her purpose. And I was really, really taken back when she said it took her husband to encourage her to do this. And keep in mind, her husband is Caucasian, but I like that he took the whole picture of how powerful this could be and had her put this out in her feelings, in her own words, in her own experience. And I think it's a very motivating song. So I just want to say thank you, Mickey, for this song, because as I said, I saw her perform it on the Grammys, and that's what you just heard. And I was like, who is she? Not knowing that she's been around for a minute. So get the different perspectives and understand. And I think this pandemic, unfortunately, we've lost a lot of lives, but it allowed some people to be still and listen to messages that are being given to them about trying to be better people. So I just really wanted to um, play that. But before we go, you know, I like I said, I never heard of her, but she kept coming up because outside of seeing her on the Grammys, which you just heard, I also saw her on the talk and they did an interview with her that was pretty good. So I'm just going to go right into that interview before we close out this podcast episode. And once again, this is Mickey Guyton. She's on the show, the talk, talking about her career and this wonderful year she's had. Our first guest recently made history as the first black female solo artist to earn a Grammy nomination in a country category. Now she's co-hosting the 56th annual Academy of Country Music Awards alongside Keith Urban right here on CBS. Please welcome the incredible Mickey Guyton. Congratulations on all your success in music. Hello, and also congratulations on your new baby boy, Grayson. Oh my God! I look like a boy mama too. Well, Mickey, this has been a tremendous breakout year for you as an artist. So, have you been able to take time and just soak it all in? You know, it's so funny that you say that because right before I left the house, I had a huge blowout from him, my son. So I, ha I every time I get a chance to like have a moment by myself, like there he is and I'm changing diapers or I'm feeding him. So I haven't really had a chance to think about it. It's been crazy. Oh, so cool. So your powerful performance of Black Like Me at the Grammys touched so many people. In fact, Faith Hill even was so taken with your performance that she wrote in part, quote, three chords and the truth, right? Well, this is about as true as it gets. Tell us what that moment wow. meant to you. You know, I've been dreaming of being able to perform at the Grammys since I was a little girl and I got that chance. And I think what made it so powerful was the choir. Um, when we were rehearsing, 
we had everybody leave the room but the choir and I sat with them and I heard their stories. There was a woman there that used to be homeless at one point that this moment meant so much to her. And that was a huge moment for black people in country music. So often we're, we're only told that we can do one thing and sing one genre of music. And that's usually R&B and hip hop. Mm-hmm. But we also love pop. We also love country music. And that was a moment for people to see that we're here. And country music, the banjo came from Africa. So it only makes sense that we're here. And it is such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Nikki, you recently announced some news. All of your fans are very excited about your first album will be released this summer. So, tell us what we can expect. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy because I was at a store the other day and I saw Black Puma's album on the shelf, and I was like, man, that must be so cool to be nominated for a Grammy and have an album out. I don't have that. And this is a moment like I fought. It's going to make me emotional because I fought so hard for that. And it just never seemed like it was in the reach for me. And now it is. And I'm here. And I'm so grateful. Aww. You're going to make all of us emotional, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tearing up. Yeah. You have to tell us where does your love yeah. for country music come from? My grandmother was a huge country music fan. She she passed away a few years ago at, at 92, and she loved Dolly Parton. And whenever I would go over her house, I would see the Roots VHS series along with fried green tomatoes and still magnolia. That's what made me fall in love with country music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a very special connection to Dolly Parton's song, Coat of Many Colors. Tell us about that. Yeah. So my grandmother was born in 1924, and she had 12 children. Wow. I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? I have no <laughs> idea. I just have one. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was really, really poor, and my mom was the youngest of all 12, and we would have the kind of funny-looking pretty weird pattern looking quilt in my house and I never understood where they were and the patterns were all crooked and the stitching was too and I found out that my grandmother was so poor that she had to make quilts out of her clothes so the quilts that I have are my grandmother's clothes and that kind of sacrifice that a mother will do to keep her children warm is so important and so Dolly Parton had coats of many colors Mm -hmm. I had quilts of many colors Okay, when we come back, Nikki will fill us in on the exciting performances on Sunday night's Academy of Country Music Awards, and we'll be right back. Well, I didn't want to get all that because I just wanted her to talk about herself so I could learn more about her as well as you guys. So I just want to salute this amazing brand new, uh, as they call it, new queen of uh, country music. And once again, this episode is showing as the one on Monday that we as black people, we got some of the same skills, probably all of the same skills as non-blacks. We got talent, we got um, perseverance, resilience, and we can be, you know, everything that everyone else is and do it where everyone's proud. So just help us come together, people, Caucasian people. 
keep fighting the fight with us. All people of all races keep fighting the fight with us. We have to make change. And, you know, this sounds like back in the day when we was doing a campaigning and getting out to vote. But I'm going to say it in this episode and going forward, we still have to vote. We have to pay attention. We have to do things in the legislature to get real change. So just keep that in mind. And I want to once again, shout out to young people because they are definitely going to be the people that make the change. And they are showing all backgrounds, all races that they are working together to try to be a part of positive change. So I just want to salute you guys. Well, I hope you guys learned something about Mickey that you didn't know. And as I said, until I saw her on the Grammys, I did not know who she was or have not heard about her, but I'm glad I did and did some research and you got to hear in her own words who she is. So support her. And once again, I just like to say we can all have a agreement to disagree, but we need to stop the unnecessary violence and definitely the killings. We definitely cannot ignore this and and not address it. We just can't. Well, guys, this will end this episode. And I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say... Follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Pod Bean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723 or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com and you know my favorite question is what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.